When I was six or seven, I had my room on the other end of the house from my parents. I was a very anxious child with an active imagination. We lived in an old family farmhouse a couple miles outside of the town my father grew up in. His family lived near us, all within a couple miles. My aunt had lived in the farmhouse before we did, before I was born, but moved out after she and her husband divorced. One night, I woke up and saw a man standing in the corner of my room. I ran to my mom and dad's room, screaming. My parents rushed in, and seeing nothing, assumed I had a bad dream. I got to sleep with them for the rest of the night. The next night, I woke up and saw the man standing outside my window. Again, I ran to my parents, and again, they saw nothing. This occurred for about two weeks, every single night. Sometimes the man would be in my room, sometimes he'd be right outside, and my parents never believed he was real, until one night when I woke up to the man standing above me. He was blocking my path to get out of my room, to even get off my bed. I was terrified, and we stared at each other for a long time, in silence, before he walked out of my room, straight out my bedroom door. I finally gained enough courage to race out of my room and wake my parents. By this point, they were tired of the sleepless nights caused by my overactive imagination. I think my dad walked into my room to comfort me, saying, No one is in your room, honey. It was just a dream. Except it wasn't. The large muddy prints that stained the wooden floor were a proof of the man. Eventually, my dad found out that my aunt's ex-husband had been released from the psychiatric hospital where he was being treated and returned home. He still had the key to the laundry. My aunt failed to tell us that she didn't change the locks. My aunt's ex-husband suffered from PTSD from being a prisoner of war while in Vietnam. He basically self-medicated and fried his brain. Though we never know for sure why he did it, he was found deceased soon after in a riverbed. I don't think he meant me harm. I'm staying at my friend's house for the weekend to spend time with him while he's back from college. He currently lives with his family, mom, dad, and younger sister. While I was using the bathroom, I looked over to the right and noticed a black square adapter plugged into the wall, facing me directly. I looked closer and noticed that it had a black hole in the middle of it, kind of looking like a camera. I don't know if it's exactly a camera, or just a small hidden LED light to show something is charging. I then noticed that it was connected to a cord, leading into what looks like a white charger block, but I honestly don't know what it could be. If it's a camera, it definitely caught me staring at it and taking photos, so I'm a bit nervous. Plus I'm female, it's scary to think someone could have been recording me and could be posting it online for some easy money. I know he's not the type of person to stalk on somebody, but he hasn't been home for that long, so I think it might be his father's. I want to bring it up and ask about it, but I want to be sure that I'm not overreacting. I have a photo of the adapter if anyone's interested in helping. I'll gladly send photos to help. Update. Next day. Wow. I wasn't expecting this much help, so thank you. I'm currently still here at the house and waiting for my roommate to pick me up and take me home. Since I currently don't have a car. If I did, I'd be gone by now. She's aware of the situation and is just as interested as me and scared. I do have one issue. 
When I woke up to use the bathroom, I passed by his parents' room and noticed what looked like a frantically thrown around room with cords all over the bed. I may just be overthinking, and this could be someone looking for their charger, but then again, I felt it was important to say. To answer some questions, yes, the back of the adapter has a weird set of numbers with Power Adapter Model S3 on top of it. When I put those words into Google, it came up with a recommended search for cameras. So again, I don't know if I'm just overlooking everything, simply because I'm paranoid. But if any of you saw that and knows what it means, please let me know. Another question, misunderstanding. It was in the bathroom facing directly to the side of me, but did not show the whole shower. Meaning, if it was a camera, it's been recording people taking showers, not just taking shits. Some back info on the family. My friend that I've known for a long time is fully gay, and there's mostly women in the house all the time when my friend isn't here in college. Unless he's snooping on his father, but I really doubt it. I honestly think it's more likely the father. He does give me weird vibes. As for the younger sister, I think she's 15. So if this is a camera, I'll be infuriated. Yes, because I was recorded, but the moment when I see others were, especially the younger sister, I won't be able to shut my mouth when it comes to a confrontation. And yes, the family knew ahead of time that I was visiting. I don't have an Android phone, but my mom does, so I'll probably use hers and see if I can detect the camera. Lastly, when I took the adapter, I also took the cords it was connected to, and the white block connected to the cord. I finally left, and guys, it's a fucking camera. I took off the sticker on the back of the adapter, and there's a fucking SD card. Here's a picture. When I popped up the SD card, there's a fucking A written on it. It's 32 gigabytes. I'm freaking out. I told my friend, and he's just in as much distress. He's actually scared. I told him everything, including how I posted it on Reddit. Him and his mother want to see what's on it and take it to the police. Final update. Hey everyone, I'm sorry for the late reply, but I have some important info. So yes, we found proof of it being a camera, and we saw the footage on the camera with an SD reader you plug into your phone. I told my friend and he decided to tell his mother and ask her what to do. She was completely distraught. She immediately contacted a friend who happens to be a lawyer for some advice and she advised we take it to the authorities, and we were planning to. While browsing the footage, we didn't notice anything too revealing. And yes, I know it's still illegal to record anyone without their permission or knowledge, but it still helped us deal with everything a bit better. My friend decided to confront his father about it, but he admits a friend from his job loaned it to him a year ago, but quickly quit the company after suing the company after an injury and fleeing the country after receiving his money. Now we're trying to find proof that this exchange ever happened, and it could actually be this man knowingly giving an older man with a younger daughter and a son a hidden camera to capture them and maybe sell it online. Allegedly. In theory. Don't come for me. Now as for what's on the card, there are over 70 videos, different amount of footage and folders. Only one folder had the videos, but there was a WhatsApp folder that was empty, which was weird. A lot of it was just black, showing the candle burning all day, but it did capture people using the bathroom. 
I'll try to keep updating as I go, but it's a lot to cover for me. I'm still in denial about this, so I'm going at my own pace, as well as my friend's family. My friend said that his dad was really upset once he was told that his daughter, wife, and son were possibly recorded. So I don't know. Take it as you will. Okay, so around 9 or 10 years ago, I was living with my mom, dad, and older sister in an oldest house in a very small village. Like when I say small, I mean its only main feature was a small church and a few scattered houses occupied mostly by very old people. At the time, it was summer, so I wasn't in school or anything, and since we were so far in the middle of nowhere, I mostly spent my time at home, glued to one screen or another. The usual routine was, I wake up around 10 or 11 a.m. By this point, my mom, dad, and sister had all left for work, so I had the house to myself. I'd go downstairs, make toast, watch some random stuff on TV for an hour, before heading back to my room to continue whatever game I was grinding through that particular day. The usual habits of a 17-year-old guy cut off from the world by many, many fields. I should give a quick rundown of our house. It was an older cottage with two rooms upstairs, mine and my sister's, and everything else downstairs. As you walk up the stairs, you got to a very small landing and could go either left to my room or immediate right to my sister's room. Basically, the way it was laid out was that I could sit in my room with a door open and my sister's room is directly opposite. I should also mention that the ceilings in both of our bedrooms were slanted. We were basically in a large attic where the roof is slanted down. Because of where all the slats met the wall, we had a crawl space that ran the length of the house on either side of the rooms, both with a small door to access them. These were mostly used for storing normal attic stuff like Christmas decorations or old forgotten toys. The door to these were thin little things, about four feet tall with small handles on the outside. This is important because turning these tiny doorknobs only opens the door from the outside. If the door is pushed shut on you and you are inside, there is no way to get back out. I discovered this myself on more than one occasion. The door on my side ran along my room and along the wall in my sister's room, and hers ran along the other side, along my room. The space was not very big. You had to crouch to stand in it, and most of the time that you were in there, you would be crawling on your hands and knees. This is all important, I promise. Anyway, this morning I was awoken to a familiar noise. Some sort of small creature rustling around in the crawl space on my sister's side. I could hear this because my bed was against the wall that ran along it. Not an unusual noise living in the countryside. We had mice almost constantly and they pretty much had the run of the storage space no matter how many traps we put down. I thought nothing of it and got up and went off to begin my morning ritual of toast and television. The first odd thing I noticed while watching TV was I could hear movement from upstairs. My sister's room was directly above the living room, so I assumed that she had just not gone to work that day for some reason and continued munching. Around an hour or two later, I went back upstairs and booted up my PC. As I was waiting, I turned around to open my door and faced my sister's closed one and realized it was late in the day and she had not yet left her room. This was odd since she's normally parked up on the sofa in the living room on her days off and wouldn't move until our parents returned. 
We're not the most active family. I started to think that maybe she was at work, and I just imagined the noises from upstairs. But as I mulled this, I noticed a crack of light on the bottom of her door, and a shadow passed it. Okay, so there's definitely someone in there. It must be her, right? I once again pushed it out of my mind, and went back to my PC. More time passed, and the thought came back to me. Why would she be at home, but not leave? She only had a small TV in her room, and no books, so what had she been doing in there all day? I glanced around again, and saw a shadow under the door. She was still moving around in there, so what was up? I finally decided to knock on her door. I knocked a few times and said her name. No answer. Weird, but maybe she had her headphones on or something. I knocked a bit harder again, and said her name again, but louder. No answer. Alright, I thought. Fuck this. I'm just gonna go in. So I cracked the door open and peered around. I found an empty room. No one was inside at all. Feeling slightly confused, but better, that it was just my imagination, I stepped in properly and looked around. I then saw something that made me full of panic. Near the bottom of the door leading into the crawl space, there was a small hole that a mice had made to get in and out at the bottom. Really small, but just big enough to fit half your hand through. There, coming through the hole were four fingers, holding the door shut from the inside. At first I thought, no, it can't be fingers, don't be stupid, until I watched them slowly creep back through the hole, into the crawl space. I lost my shit, very quietly though, I might add. I backed out of the room, shutting the door behind me, and ran to my room. Being a stupid teenager, I grabbed what might be the most imposing weapon I could find. A fake Winchester rifle cap gun I got from Disneyland a few years prior. I figured that if whoever was hiding in the bedroom didn't believe that it was a real firearm, I could at least hit them with it. I ran downstairs to where my dogs were, on the far side of the house, and called my mom, who worked about five minutes away. She told me to stay put, and that her and her manager were on the way. By this time, I made a small upgrade from my fake plastic rifle to my dad's golf clubs. I felt much better with that. Finally, my mom and her boss, John, turn up, and I tell them everything leading up to this point. They say okay, and we set off upstairs to investigate. Me rather unheroically bringing up the rear with my golf club. We get into my sister's room and I point out the door. I'll never know if my mom's just hard as nails or massively stupid, but while John and I watch, she marches over to the door, yanks it open, and sticks her head in. A moment passes while she looks left and right, and John and I are preparing to yank her back from the clutches of a psycho, hobo murderer hiding in there before she shouts, Chris! What the fuck are you doing in there? Get out! Small amount of backstory. Chris was my sister's boyfriend. Unbeknownst to me, the night before, my dad had asked Chris to leave, as he had stayed with us for around five days at this point. He said, yep, that's cool, and as far as my mom and dad knew, he had headed home. What really happened was, instead of him leaving, him and my sister planned to make it seem like he left. Then he could stay another night. He then would wake up before my mom shouted to my sister to wake up for work, like she did every morning, and would hide in the crawl space and sleep there until everyone left for the day. There was one small hitch in the plan that they did not think of. You guessed it, me. 
They had forgotten I was home and conveniently sat directly opposite to the exit and he was trapped. When I knocked, he hid himself behind the door and held it shut to prevent it from being locked. Anyway, my mom swiftly told him to get the fuck out and not to come back. Sadly, this was not the last time we saw the guy. As it turned out, he stole quite a bit of money from my sister's room while he had been hiding out in there. My sister makes terrible decisions. He got her pregnant and proceeded to smash the windows trying to get her and the baby around a year later. For a while, we lived in the same city and when I went off to uni, he was spending time in a prison there for stabbing someone in a completely different town. Super guy. Oh, a small topper to all of this. As I mentioned earlier, the only rooms upstairs were mine and my sister's bedrooms. He had been in there for close to 14 hours with no access to the toilet. But no worry for this guy because he had lots of empty bottles to piss in, which he kindly left behind for us to clean up. And finally, around a year later, when my mom was getting out the Christmas decorations, which were far back in the storage space, she found a small bag filled with feces. I should mention, where she found it is exactly next to my bed and on the other side of the wall. Was it the rustling that woke me up that day? It was him, hiding his shit amongst the tinsel and tree. So, sister's baby daddy, who hid in her crawl space and used it as a private bathroom. Let's not meet, yeah? So this story takes place in 2015. I have a dual citizenship with the US and Germany because my significant other is from Germany. We have a house in both countries, but mostly use the house in Germany as a vacation home and sometimes for the holidays. But anyway, so this started in October. We had came for Oktoberfest and the door was unlocked when we got there. So we called the police and they cleared the house and later we were shown pictures of what happened inside. A body pillow was on the bed under the blanket and was stabbed over 10 times. The pictures on the wall were all broken with the pictures inside all ripped up. The person also stole the microwave of all things. It was super creepy and we sold the house and moved to a newer house with a bunch of cameras. My girlfriend is 23 and I'm a 20 year old female. We were just vibing late at night on a Tuesday about two weeks ago in our apartment. We had been having a good night and it was about 3 a.m. So we decided to turn off the TV and started to try to fall asleep. Suddenly there's a banging on the door and our dogs are flipping out, growling and barking at it. My girlfriend and I are like, what the fuck? Seriously? We look at the time and it's exactly 3.02, so we are pretty freaked out by the aggressive banging. My girlfriend looks through the peephole and sees a very large African American man just standing there. He looks to be in his late 30s maybe. She saw him more than I did because I was really scared and only looked once. She yelled at him through the door asking him what he was doing and he stopped knocking for a second, didn't say anything, then kept banging. Eventually, he gave up and went away at 3.06 a.m. After this, we were very shaken up, especially since we were two young girls alone without anything really to defend ourselves. We were too afraid to sleep, especially because our glass sliding door to our balcony doesn't lock. It's been broken since we moved in. 
We were so freaked out, being like, we should have called the cops. What kind of person does something like that at 3 a.m.? I was convinced that if we had opened the door, he would have forced his way in and hurt us. We were just starting to calm down two hours later when it happened. We heard the banging again. He was back. At this time, it was 5.02 a.m. I still think it's weird that he came back exactly the same time, two hours apart, but he kept banging. This time, my girlfriend shouted at the door, asking what he wanted, and I was freaking out, cuddling with our dog, who was scared and whining. This time, the guy started talking, asking if we knew some guy named Kyle on the third story, and he kept telling my girlfriend that we needed to open the door because he couldn't hear us. At one point, she touched the lock by mistake, and he seemed to dart forward really fast. Eventually, she shouted for him to go away, and it's the middle of the night, and he just said sorry and left. We were freaked out after that, and thought we should have called the cops, but to be honest, we don't like cops, and we are stoners with a sheet of acid in the closet, so we didn't really want them involved, but we told our apartment front desk, We thought it was over, but then on a Saturday, four days later, this guy came back again. This time it was during the day, around 11am, so my girlfriend opened the door even though I was still scared and didn't want her to. He told us that we were hot and that he wanted to take us back to his apartment and he watched us from his balcony all the time. He pointed out the apartment he lived in which was across from us and we could see each other's balconies. He sounded like something was wrong with him when he spoke, like he was mentally challenged or had a brain injury or something. We told him that we were lesbians and not interested and to go away. It's really creepy because we did see him on the balcony while we were smoking, staring at us, about two weeks before this all happened. We reported it again to the front desk because now we knew where he lived and they took the situation very seriously. They said they think they knew who it was, but they couldn't say much as he wasn't supposed to be there and isn't on the lease. They confront the lady who lives there and she said she knew who they were talking about before they could even finish their sentence. She said that she didn't want him there, but he wouldn't leave. Later, she sent an apology to us and said that he would leave immediately. A week ago, I was finishing late at my work. I leave my office around 9pm and arrived at my home at 10pm. I live in a building with particular people, deterioration, violence, and some others. So while I'm in my building yard, my eyes were caught by some unusual thing. I lifted my head to the sky and saw a man on the roof. The night did not allow me to see him in details, but he was there, standing up on the edge of the roof, looking at me. He was very tall and thin and stared at me nonstop while I was walking up to my building door. So at first I was afraid of him, staring at me motionless, but now I'm afraid because I live on the last floor. I hear strange noises during the day, like a jump, drag, or step at any time during the day or night. I've heard these noises before and thought I was imagining it coming from the roof. Now I have the evidence that it's not my imagination. My boyfriend and I wanted to leave this building for years, but our means do not allow it. Today I've never been so scared of someone in my life, but I don't know what to do. To preface, this took place years ago, around 2014 or 2015. I didn't have kids yet and I was 24, 
and my husband was working a double shift, which meant he'd be gone overnight, which meant I would be home alone when this happened. It was around 11.30 at night, and someone started pounding on my door. I usually don't answer the door unless I'm expecting people, but given that whoever was pounding on my door wouldn't go away, they had knocked for several minutes. I decided to see what they needed. I live in quite a large apartment complex, and it wasn't uncommon on a summer night for my neighbors to have guests over. Lots of college kids, and lots of parties. So I figured maybe someone got lost or something, and knocked on my door mistaking it for someone else's. I opened the door a crack to a middle-aged man who looked disheveled and was clearly very intoxicated. Is Rick here? I'm sorry, nobody by that name lives here. Richard, is he there? I'm sorry, he's not. This is where I tried to shut the door, but the man stopped me. I know he is. He began looking past me into the apartment and started screaming, Rick, Rick, come out here, you fucking coward. Sir, I'm sorry, there's no Rick here. You need to leave. Send Rick out here and I will. I don't know anyone named Rick. Please leave. He stood there for a moment and seemed to be thinking, or in some sort of a drunken stupor. At which point, two of my neighbors who my husband dubbed as the neighbor dudes. Imagine the show Workaholics. These dudes really reminded me of them. They stuck their heads out the door to see what was going on. Hey man, is everything alright out there? Is Rick there? Who's that? My brother. I'm looking for him. He lives here and I need a place to crash. Well, if Rick lives here, he's not with her and he's not with us. You have the wrong apartments, bro. Sorry about your brother, I have to go, but maybe you should try calling him. I then shut and locked my door. The neighbor dudes talked to this guy for a few minutes, and then he went away. After which, of course, the neighbor dude knocks on my door and asked if I was okay. I was, but kind of creeped out. They offered me some beer and asked if I would wanted to sleep on their couch. I took the beer, hung out at their place for a few hours, and then went home. Neighbor dudes insisted on walking me to my door, though it was only four or five feet away, but I'm glad they did. Years ago, I lived in a small town with my then boyfriend. A crackhead used to come regularly to my door. We lived in a small old mill house that was about $400 a month. I had just moved out of my parents' house, and $400 was a pretty good deal for being right outside of a fairly large city. However, there were some consequences that came along with living in such an affordable home. There was a local crackhead that would always go door to door asking for handouts. She was a middle-aged lady who was clearly on some serious drugs and didn't take no for an answer. I was in the shower when I heard my pitbull aggressively barking. She never does this. I call out to my boyfriend, but no answer. I quickly wash my hair out and get out of the shower to figure out what was going on. As I walk out of the living room, I found my dog, who was whimpering, and staring out the front door. We had a glass door, as well as my boyfriend's shotgun leaning against the wall right next to the door. Odd. I freak out a little bit because my boyfriend's car was gone. I try calling him, but find his phone ringing on the couch. At this point, I'm not sure if I should call the cops or wait as my boyfriend at the time was an asshole and would probably scold me for worrying if there was in fact nothing wrong. 
About 10 minutes of anxiously considering my options, my dumbass boyfriend pulls back up into our driveway with a woman in his front seat. He eventually comes back and explains that she had came to the door asking for a ride to the gas station to get kerosene for her heater. I didn't understand why he brought his gun out to answer the door, but I wasn't going to ask any more questions. After this, she would constantly come by the door asking for different things like cigarettes, beer, and rides to different places. My ex would always oblige. One night, she came to our door asking for alcohol, but we didn't have any, so she asked my ex for $5. He gave her the money and came back inside. This was my breaking point. I told him that I didn't feel comfortable with her coming to the door and that he had to stop giving her things. I would normally be more than happy to help someone out, but for her to come to the door every other day was becoming too much. I told him that every time he wasn't home, she would continuously bang on the front door for about 10 minutes and eventually yell out some vulgar comment about me and storm off. He told me that he didn't want to say no and didn't know how to get rid of her. One night, when my ex wasn't home, I had a work friend over for dinner and drinks. It was around 10pm when I got a knock at the door. It was a crackhead. She asked me for a ride and I told her I had a guest over and couldn't. She then proceeds to put her hand out against the door as if to hold it open and ask where my man was. I told her he wasn't home and my girlfriend walked over to the door to check if I was okay. The crackhead told us that she needed to go to McDonald's because she was a diabetic and her doctor said that she needed to be on a special diet of hamburgers. My friend, who was in the medical field, told her that that doesn't seem sound. Angrily, the crackhead replied with that they make her special hamburgers. Over it, I began to shut the door, but she pushed back. Well, can I have a beer? She asked. I shot her a dirty look for trying to fight back on me shutting the door. I told her no, and with my friend's help, we finally got the door shut. Just as she screamed, what about a cigarette? She sat outside the house yelling until she eventually walked away. I told my ex about the incident and we finally agreed not to answer anymore.